80s and we have more opportunity for illness to affect us you know cancer what have you anything that can be it doesn't even have to be terminal right right now what are the benefits that uh long-term care insurance provides like just so for people who don't know well, like I said, it allows you to have experts like doctors to come to your home. Let me give you a perfect example. Next time you're driving around the neighborhood, take a look at houses with ramps around them. Right. All right. That means there's somebody in the house that cannot live by themselves without the aid of somebody else. Right. All right. Now, the person that is helping um, take care of that individual to stay alive or to um, to prevent them from falling when they try to get up or help them walk, they get paid and long-term care allow them to get paid. Oh, okay, so that's long-term care insurance that does correct, that. Correct. And this sounds like something that's just for rich people. Is it really, really expensive? Like, what, what are the premiums to this kind of thing? Is it something that a, a working-class family can, can afford? That is the myth in insurance in general, other than car insurance. Any life insurance um, product is very inexpensive. So I urge people, stop thinking, talk to someone, call Bolton Financial or any insurance individual that you may know and ask them, I'm thinking about this type of life insurance. What is the premium? You'll be amazed that it's less than what you thought it is. And the second thing is, it's not the premium. Are you insurable? A lot of people are walking around thinking that they can just buy from the store and pay the premium. No, the insurance company, you are making an offer and the insurance company has to accept it. Are they willing to accept you? Right. Okay. And let me just ask you, you've been in business in this area for maybe about five years or so. Um, how do you find it um, in this area? Do you find that, you know, this is a, a, a area that's, that helps you build a business? Or do you have a lot of colleagues that are, that are building business, small businesses in this area? Right. So I've been in the business for six years, and I started my business in my natural market for those of us in the industry. So natural market are people that you know, friends, family. Um, if you can tell from my accent, I'm from Ghana. Right. So I talk to the Ghanaian community. A lot of them whom are doctors and nurses, they work very hard, right. but they don't necessarily have the time to do the personal planning. So talking to them, that's how I build my business, and I branch it out. And really quickly, um, I spoke to you a couple days ago about Washington State. In Washington State, they made a move to publicize long-term care insurance so that, like, I guess 50 cents of every dollar you spend goes into a fund for your long-term care insurance. That only lasts for a year, but it's a good start, wouldn't you say? It is a good start, and I commend um, Washington State for doing that. But what people have to understand is that what they are doing is supplemental. Like you mentioned earlier, people are living longer. So longevity right. is really, really hurting us. It's hurting any money that we're saving towards retirement. So I just ask people to talk to me or talk to an expert regarding a long-term care and how they can come up with the rest just in case Connecticut happen to adopt the same um, act. They're not going to fund you fully. Every benefit that we have is not 100% protected. You have to pay something. The question is, how much are you willing to pay? Right. So, let me ask you, do you provide free consultations to people in the area? Definitely. They are the reason why I am in the business. First and foremost, it was the people. I felt like there's education that is lacking in the personal financial planning. And that's one of the reasons why, when I left corporate, I decided to pursue um, this avenue and you're a one-stop shop so you don't just do long-term care insurance you don't just do life insurance you do uh financial planning as well don't you uh 401k stuff don't you that is correct and hopefully down the road we hope to have um a pnc licensed individual uh, part of our firm so um the goal is to be a one-time um stop so like you said 401k um, if you're a business owner, we can create your benefit plans for you and so on and so forth. So uh, you can hear uh, audience members, power listeners, you can hear Araba Bolton's uh, accent. She is, her office is immigrant friendly, immigrant friendly. Um, they take all comers, no matter what your background. Nobody's discriminated against, and we love that kind of operation. I'd like to add that Ms. Bolton is a very active member of this community to the point where she has sponsored this show, and we thank Bolton Financial very much for that. People we have to support each other if we expect support. And I urge you to check out Bolton Financial Services over in Windsor. It doesn't cost you anything. What's your phone number over there? 860-298-1011. 860-298-1011. That's Bolton Financial. I urge you to check out Bolton Financial Services over in Windsor. It doesn't cost you anything for a consultation. Protect yourselves and your families, people. 
Tell them Jamal sent you, and maybe, just maybe, you'll get yourself a discount. Thank you very much to Bolton Financial. We are going to take a quick break in a few minutes. And after that, we're going to um, have a nice little discussion with a well-known councilwoman, Arjo Winch. We are looking very much forward to that. So why don't you uh, hit me, Bishop, and uh, we'll take a quick break. All of my cash, oh yeah, we can get right, we can take flight, we can get high, oh yeah, we can get hot, hit it all night, we can say bye, oh yeah, we can do things, pull a few strings, we can rule the world, oh yeah, let the beat bang, that's the hood game, cause you're my girl. I wanted to wipe her, but now she keeps talking about money. I really do like her, but now I just feel like a dummy. She's twerking and shaking and breaking me, taking my money. And Councilwoman Arjo Lynch. Good morning, Councilwoman. Good morning. This is your fourth term we're going into uh, next year. Is that correct? That's right. And there's been some so-called controversy surrounding you. I can't hear myself. Um, when you did that, uh, I'm from Harlem. I've relocated here. I've only been here for about four years. Um, I had heard about you with some cop incident back in Harlem. Actually, this came on the Daily News, which is in um, in New York City, which right. I was surprised. Yeah. I'd heard. Um, well, you praised the cop and you caught flack from the cops here, um, where some cop was helping somebody and you took a picture or and said, you know, cops are helping people. Right, you know, right. I guess, well, no, it act- yeah. actually, the comment was basically like um, like it was a, a seldom that we see cops coming in to get citations for doing things that are good. So that kind of got turned around into other cops were not doing things good, which is absolutely right. not the point. The point was that this was a, one of the first times that we at the City Hall, you know, had honored a cop for doing good. Now, that was a long time ago. That was in 2016. Exactly. The reason why I remember that is because my mother had the same issues in Philadelphia when she was a judge. You're also the, uh, you're also the first black female uh, president. Council, Council president, president. Yes. Uh, congratulations on that. Thank do you know you. Uh, Mayor Milner, by the way? I do. I okay. do. He's an old friend of mine. I'm yeah, yeah, I call him Uncle Milty. All right, tell him I said hello. <laughs> I will. Um, may I ask you what made you initially get involved in politics? Actually, I, I served in the military for over 20, 
four years and I really? hadn't came home to retire. Wow. So um, every time I came home, there was always an election going on. In 2000, was no exception. Um, there was an election going on. As a matter of fact, the, the candidate that I'm running with right now, Eddie Perez, was running at that time. And we were on the other side um, supporting Nora Wyatt, trying to kill Eddie. I mean, like, literally, we were beating him down every day. So, and I always worked in the community, always helped, you know, individuals. And you just speak to people character that you never know where you're going to end up. And in the next term, I end up running with, with him and serve two terms. 24 years. Wow. You 24 don't, years you don't look that old at all. Well, thank you. I was reading up about you and I read a quote that I wanted to ask you about because it's something I agree with. You said uh, at a meeting, you said, now is the time to fight for a brighter future. I have made hiring local residents as one of my top priorities. Um, we are a city with a population of 90% minorities. Our government and local business should reflect that. Do you remember saying that? Oh, absolutely, I do, and I still believe it, and I still push for that. One of the disconnects that I have with the current administration that over Lou, 50, Lou Bronin, Lou Bronin about, administration right. is that over 52% of the people who got laid off when we came in in 2016 were people of color and Hartford residents. So I've not stopped that fight, you know, and I will continue that fight because these are the people who we go out and knock on their doors every four years and say, vote for us, let us sit in government seats and represent you. And then we sit in the seat and don't represent those people who sent us to work. And I have a problem with that. Now, it's, it's funny that I, I brought that up for a reason because I live down the block, right down the block from Etna's World Headquarters, right? And every day I see people walking in there to go to work. Um, even when I first got here, I tried to work in there. I noticed they don't really hire people here. I mean, is this something that that's going to notice people? Have you noticed that? that yeah, I think that that Harvard somehow has a, a, a stigma. Of people like not being reliable, not being um, employable. We have more than 300,000 people who come inside the city of Hartford to work and leave. And you wonder how, why Hartford is like, you know, at the brink of bankruptcy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know how I can say this with more clarity, but I don't see any minority faces. I, I, I do. I see. Like, don't see enough. I see Indians, Bombay Indians, not not feather Indians going in there quite a bit and it's almost like a cultural like lockdown they have there and i'm just wondering you know you not all those people are computer programmers right so they're, they're not all computer programmers. right they, they have to have a janitor they have to have landscape people all they that. have to have they have to have people that don't have the, the the highest education in the world right and i'm just wondering why etna's not hiring people from yeah. i've noticed that with the hartford as well a lot of these insurance companies i just don't see, hire locally but yeah. sometimes sometimes um you know sometimes they hire locally and when individuals get a job, they move out. Okay. So that that happens, they you know, a lot. That that happens a lot of times too. And I always explain to people where when you make more money, don't move out of Hartford. Stay within the boundaries. Move to a different neighborhood. Move to a different area if that's what you want to do. But stay within the boundaries uh, of Hartford because that's one of the things that happens to us a lot. So it appears that. A lot of Harvard residents aren't getting employment opportunities, which they don't get enough. But when they do get employment opportunities, then they elect to relocate. Right. So let me ask you a question. I was talking to the Hartford Fire Chief a couple of weeks ago, and he was saying a lot of, a lot of people don't realize one thing about Hartford is that we have a very limited tax base when it comes to um, real estate. Because only like 60% of the buildings we can tax on. He was telling me about, you know, downtown where the hotels are, uh, where the science center is. Um, that stuff is like state taxable property, apparently. And so he, he was telling me what he thought was some of the biggest problems facing Hartford. What do you think? One of no, the he's, a, he's absolutely right. Uh, majority of the properties are non-taxable. Oh, and wow. they're inside the city of Harvard because they're either government-owned, state-owned, or nonprofit agencies. So they're not taxed. So you have about 45% of the people paying 100% of the tax right. when they're underemployed or not employed. So that's a big problem. That's a math problem. Do you, do, you, do you see that as one of the biggest challenges facing Hartford? Or is there something else that you're focused on um, here? Like something else that... Is it employment? What do you think is the biggest challenge facing Hartford? Well, right now, crime is a big problem in, really? in Hartford. It's like every single week I'm hearing about somebody's child, and I call them children because they're young. You know, I'm of that age. And then somebody's child is getting killed inside the city of Hartford, and the government continues to be silent. So instead of just being silent, you know, we should admit that we don't know what to do. We don't know how to solve these issues. We need help. We need somebody to come in, help us sit down, regulate, 
conversate and figure out what it is other than employment opportunities that we need to do to let these individuals understand that this is all about respecting yourself. What do you do? You know? What do you think? Do you think? What do you think about uh, people that respond and say we need the cops to crack down and more cop uh, aggressiveness? But I don't think that you want a, a militia type right. community either where you got a cop on every corner so that you can't breathe, you know, without a cop. We have an incident going on right now, you know, with an incident that happened, you know, with a cop that's continued to be um, investigated. So I don't want to have like a military ran city either. I think that it needs to be community driven, but the community needs to be respected. Their voices need to be heard. What they say they need in their town and their community and their block is what the government should be trying to deliver. Instead of saying, this is what I think you need here, you know, what is it that you need and how can I make that happen? Well, I actually think that there's, there's some economic activity growing in Hartford. Um, I know across the street from where I live, they're building new apartments. Uh, they're saying building 24 units or whatever. Hartford's getting more crowded. The traffic has gotten <laughs> more and more. Um, what would be, I, I don't know much about Luke Bronin. Um, it's funny because I've been here for, for four years and I don't hear much about him. I don't hear much about him going out. Mm -hmm. What's what's your take on the mayor in general? Like, uh, well, I, I worked for him in, in office for about uh, going almost four years, and I will tell you, I don't know much about him either. That's so, what I can tell you. But the but for the projects that are going on, you know, inside is the city, is he spearheading anything? Like, big, um, he would need to speak for himself because okay, okay. that's not what I do. Okay, I got you. Um, I got the you. the projects that are going on inside the city right now, are like you know, five, ten, fifteen year projects that have been going on and in the incubator before this administration, you know, even got here. So you can't put a development together in three years. It just doesn't happen that way. Um, the baseball stadium is the one project that I would say that did get accomplished, you know, during this term because right. they had to fire the, the previous developers and get that done, which is going very well. They have become, you know, very good community partners. Um, the other development that's going on around the city of Hartford, like I said, has been in the incubation for a period of time. And so now it's finally coming to fruition. So, yeah, it's a little bit congested, but I tell people be patient with that because it's going to be beautiful when it's done. That's great. That's great. I'm glad that you're up there. Um, I read about you a lot in the paper, and uh, I agree with most of your views. I want to go a little bit national now, if possible, and get some of your views on what's happening nationally, because there's a lot happening, and everyone has a viewpoint on it. But I want to start out with the Democratic debates in general. Did you watch them? I, I do. I did watch the debates, and you know, I'm hoping that I, I have the two candidates that I think I want for president and vice president. I'm just gonna wait and see if that happens. Are you ready to announce <laughs> that? Will you support? No, I, yeah, I will. I will. I, I want to see a Biden Harris ticket. You know, people. One thing people know about me, I'm not ashamed about expressing how I feel. You know, I think that you know Biden represents the experience, and then Harris, you know, is, is a bright and upcoming you know prosecutor that I think you know will, will be great. You know, in, in the White House, and, and I, I just want to see that Biden-Harris ticket. I think that's a winning combination. That Biden ticket, that, Yeah, because you know what? He's been around a very long time. Why do you think black he, people trust him so much? You know, because he's real. And one of the things that I really dislike about some people, that they want to persecute people for things that they did 20, 40, yeah. 50, 60 years ago. But at the same time, we're asking people to forgive people, give them second chances, give them opportunities, give them employment opportunities, who have actually been incarcerated. For terms, but then people who have made a political com you know comment or political vote in a time when that was was popular, we want to punish them in 2019 about what they said in 1995. Who wasn't prejudiced in 1960? You know, everybody was. Right, we would right. not have the community and the openness that we have right now. I mean, he's still know. a white guy. Right? Right, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, he's going yeah. well, he to he be white. He wasn't yeah. a black basketball player 20 years ago. He That's was still a white right. guy, right? He's still a white guy. He's going to be a white guy and die a white guy. But at the same time... As you live, you learn and you, you evolve. You know, you, you create different relationships. You learn things about people. You indoctrinate yourself with cultures. So, I mean, it doesn't matter that they're blue, purple, green, or polka dot, green, or stripe. You know, I tell my kids, none of that matters. It's the character of the person That's right. that, that matters. And I think that he has a great character. I think that he's evolved over time. You know, I think that um, well, Kamala Harris, you yeah. know, has also evolved over time from segregation in the school system right. to, you know, to now. And speaking about segregation in the school system, we have our own issue in our own Hartford school system going on right now where children who live inside the city of Hartford can't get into magnet schools without the threat of magnet schools being demagnetized which means the state takes away their funding if they don't have 25% of white children sitting in those classes. Really? Is that is that the way it goes? 
that's how it is right now. So even a white student inside the city of Hartford cannot get into that magnet school. It's crazy. Well, it's totally discriminatory. Well, uh, back on Joe Biden, there's a couple of things I like about him that I agree with you on. One, he seems to be the only candidate that that takes away votes from Trump. A lot of the candidates beat Trump, but only Biden makes Trump's numbers go down. Mm -hmm. You know, Trump stays at about 41, 42. Biden takes it down to like 39. In swing states, you know, he's like basically from Pennsylvania. So that's one. Two, one thing I always found uh, funny about uh, Joe Biden is he was always more comfortable around black people than even Barack Obama was. I'll never forget when Barack Obama went into, um, I told the bishop about this before, um, when he went into office, his first speech in front of the NAACP, he sent Joe Biden for that. <laughs> he was like, yo, brother, you got to go handle this guy. And the NAACP wasn't unhappy. They were like, oh, Joe. Oh, yeah, Joe. That's when I found out Joe Biden has a lifetime membership to the NAACP. Exactly, and has exactly. for a long time. Yeah. So when he got there, he was like, hey, Mouse, hey, what's right, up? How right, you doing? Right, right, he right. knew these people. Exactly, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So relationships are what's, what's most important. Necessarily about, you know, color of skin, but relationships are, are, are very important. Because I don't try to get into separating relationships relationships right. with with cultures because my family is like a like a, a a conglomerate you know we got them from you know all skills of you know every cultural background you want to think of so i never try to be prejudiced in my views but i, I do like to be real and uh biden also speaks to trump voters i i try to, I try to remind people of this biden can actually say that trump voters have voted for him before Right. Because we have a certain section of people that voted, believe it or not, they voted for Obama and then turned around and voted for Trump. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. And so Biden can say, these people have voted for me before, so they know me, blah, blah, blah. And they will come back and vote for him again. Now, to me, that wins the day. Beating Trump is like number one. We can't do anything until we beat Trump. Do do you agree with that? No. You know what? I I don't really think that that we need to set our sights on beating Trump. What we need to do is set our sights on getting America back to the America that it was, was an openness instead of what it has become today. America has really gone back to like not even the 60s, right like back into the 40s and the 50s. If you listen to his views mm-hmm. and how he feels about people of color and women, you know, he has no respect for women. He, like, he'll go out and attack, you know, women more aggressively than he will attack a man because men try to be cautious and be careful. But women are like, no, you're not going to attack me and I'm just going to sit back here and let that happen. So, you know, I think that we need to get back to, you know, the openness and the cultures that everybody's cultures matter, that everybody matters no matter where you come from, not the white supremacist um, America that he wants to create. Okay, so we just had Gail come in. I want to go ahead and take a quick break. Um, I'm going to set Gail up so she can join us in right quick. Uh, you can go and stand by me right quick. We're going to be right back with you on the Jamal Show, 97.5 FM. We have R. Joe Winch with us today talking about all types of different issues. Stay with us.
We got a full studio today. We're yes, very we happy do. Gail has, co- has come in. We got Gail. We got uh, Arjo Wentz, the councilwoman, uh, former president of the council here in Hartford. Uh, of course, we got the bishop. He will remain silent and keep looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> you are with the Jamal Show, 97.5 FM. And if you don't like this station, you can go back to where you came from. Ooh. Uh, uh, careful, no, no, we like you to be. We've been coming with money to send you back. Like, well, closet, so. But uh, what do you think keep about listening. that? No, keep listening. Yeah. You're going to like it. Yeah, yeah you're going to like it. So, what do you think about Trump telling minorities to go back to where they came from? You know, I, I saw something very, very interesting uh, when I was coming through Facebook. And see, what you're saying, you got to be careful about what you say. Yes. Because while you're telling other people to go back where they came from, you got to be careful because you married somebody I was who about came to from say. somewhere other than here. Yeah, you know, our current first lady is not a U.S. born citizen. Right. So be careful about talking about sending people back to where they came from unless you want to start with your own house. Yeah. And where are they going to send them to? I mean, where are they, where they supposed to go? They, they're citizens. So what are you... Anyway, that, that president is just out of control, period, well, on way, all aspects. The way I took it was, he said, go back to where you came from. Now, three of them are from here. And he says, go back to the crime-infested place you came from. Yeah. The, the crime infestation is in the White House. So I, thought, <laughs> I, I took it that he meant come back home and take care of me in the White House. <laughs> the rat from there. Yeah, that's, what I thought. that's where the crime infestation is. So I, I thought it made all the sense in the world. Yeah, um, yeah. That's, why, that's why you have to deal with him. You just have to just chuck it up to a lab because that's what he is. He's a, he, he's, he's a joke, and I hate to say that but about the president, but I have no respect for someone who, who, who condescends people by his tongue. That is the weapon that you have to use, and that's what you're using it for? Well, that's exactly. the thing. People were telling me at first, like, don't listen to what he says. Watch what he does. But I come from a generation where a man's word is his bond. A, is, uh, oh, is absolutely. But you got to be careful about that word because it changes every five seconds. He'll say it, then you say, well, did you say what I thought you oh, said? Oh, he'll say that. Oh, no, I didn't say that. This is what I said. And so. if people still stay with him, what they're saying they for afraid of different. Well, they're, 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 they're afraid of different reasons. So that everybody needs to get out this year and make sure that they vote every single Republican Absolutely. out of office. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We're, that's we're, my view. That's from our We can have a talk amongst us blacks right quick because I got to tell you, <laughs> okay. um, in Watch 2016, right, the biggest reason why Hillary lost was because the blacks didn't come out. Well, because well, they didn't, you know why? And this is, the, this is, this is, it was, was a, no, it was no, a popular vote. That was, no, but, that was, yeah, but no, but you're absolutely right because they were upset because Bernie Sanders was their right, candidate. Right. So right. when Bernie Sanders was no longer an option, they should have switched over and voted for Hillary, but they weren't thinking they wasn't that ready way. for a white woman. Were, it wasn't ready for a woman. Even the white people didn't, even white men didn't want a white woman to yeah, be, that's no what I'm saying. No, yeah, no woman. Even if it was the white So Democrats really, Messed up. Well, you know, they stayed at home instead of coming out and voting for the Democrat <laughs> right. who was on the ticket. We kind of have what we've always wanted. Black people's vote actually really does matter now. Um, they no. say in 2018, black women were the thing that turned the house. Was yeah. the thing that turned the house in our 100 favor. A hundred black, a hundred women, right? hundred women. And to be honest, a lot of blacks don't notice, but. Um, 2016 was the lowest amount of voting for black people in 20 years. Oh wow! Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And that's the only way he can win, like Pennsylvania. Well, he's from there, though, right? Where is he from? Um, Biden. Trump is from, Biden. Uh, Biden. Biden's Biden's from, from Pennsylvania. From, from Square in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Okay. But Trump is from Queens. And Pennsylvania, okay, it has a lot of history of racism. Right. Race. But well. Philadelphia is there. Right, right. Philadelphia right. has like six million blacks, like yeah, bam, right in your face, bam. Right. <laughs> There's no reason why Trump should have been able to win Philadelphia. I mean, Pennsylvania. Well, you know, well he did for what? the reason that I said. Yeah. Democrats were angry. Out. Yeah, Democrat but he also period. brought out a lot of people who are just straight rednecks or racists, whatever you want to call them. Um, he brought out them people in masses of amount because they crawl from other places that you never even heard of before to vote for him because they like what they saw. They, yeah, they, they have somebody who who, recommend, who 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 likes what they do and. And thinks it's okay to do so. That's what. That's another big reason why he lost. We lost. Well, what do you think about his chances of re-election? Um, to me, I'll, I'll put it this way. To me, this is a a line right now that we're about to cross, and we're about to find out if, a re- if, if America is still yeah what it was kind of in the fifties. And I think he has a good chance and of winning. You do, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I think that I think that it's scary that you know what you what you say is, is true, but I I think that people should have learned a lesson, and they should have learned. That even if you don't like 
that Next, Democrat yeah, that's running vote, against that still Republican, vote. you got to still come out and vote yeah, Democrat. Because not we're voting, better with a still, Democrat in right. office than we are with any Republican. Right. Well, right. I mean, they were beating on Obama at the Democratic. I mean, they were like, well, yeah, we don't yeah. really like the Obamacare no more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know let's, let's talk crap about Obamacare, y'all. It's like 10 but people the, but, the, but the misnomer about the Affordable Care Act, they did the title of Obamacare, but it's the Affordable Care Act, right. that more people who are not minorities are on are that care it? than minorities. Yeah, absolutely. So you talk about getting rid of not you know, health care and not knowing the facts. Yeah. More of them are using that care mm-hmm. than we. Well, that's mm-hmm. the interesting thing about this because that's not only the, the only situation that's life at. Welfare, right? Uh, uh, Trump's oh, talking about come that, on. Now, talk about stamps, it. Right? <laughs> no, you know talk the biggest food stamp state is Mississippi. Yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. The biggest welfare state is Mississippi. And, they they most, and money, most of them are. Right, and most of the people who get right, and most of the people who get like SNAP and food stamps and those kind of services are like farmers and people in rural counties, yeah. and, and that's the majority not black. But people. that's my point. They're not voting logically. Exactly, they're voting emotionally, right? Because so even though they're not selling soybeans anymore through Trump or what have you, they're like, oh, we'll forgive him because he's still a white supremacist, right? I mean, it's got to be something, right? Well, people have the power that you give them. Absolutely. You know, nobody, nobody, you know, has power without power being given. Yes. So if you give a person a position of power and they act in that power, then you can't blame that person. You got to right. look at you because you the one who led them voted to be in that powerful mm-hmm. position. Now, I want to talk about the media and how, and I, I, I kind of count myself as a small part of that, how they deal really? with Trump. I know a lot of people that say they don't listen to news anymore. Because either they don't want to hear see his face, or they it's feel the media is reacting it's wrongly. Too like negative, yeah. Like, oh, look, look, he's got another tweet. He's got another tweet. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel though the media has to comment on stuff like this, or else they normalize it, right? Right, right. They they yeah. need to they That's need to express point. their opinion because otherwise people won't people will assume that Absolutely. everything that he, he says, says is true, true yes, or that it's worth mm-hmm. or that it's worthy. Mm-hmm. So you have to comment, you know, on it, whatever your commentary is, to give people an opportunity to think about it for themselves. Absolutely. Yeah, I like what uh, Michael Bennett said on the Democratic stage. He was like, you know, the fact that he's racist should be enough for you to vote against him. Like, that's enough for me. Yeah. And you know, well, for you. But like I said, look at the people but, that vote for him. But they are. That's why you see people doing some of the most racist and craziest Saying things. Because they, the things. Satan has just been let loose. But I, I try to look at it from their side. And I try to say, okay, I'm a black dude. If there's a black president that was like, I hate white people. They suck. You know, send white people back to Europe. But I'd be like, yo, I happen. can't really, I can't really vote for that dude. Yeah, you, you know what I'm yeah, saying? But you wouldn't. You would. Yeah. You would. You I'd be like, I can't. Vote yeah, for racism him. is racism. Yeah, it yeah, you got to have morals. It comes from. Yeah, yeah like you know? I, I, I voted for a lot of white guys. The idea that this guy is just saying like, eh, that's all country. Where you came from, for yeah. Uh, all, I mean, if I had to read down everything that he said, that's offensive. Like it'd take a whole show, right? A it show would take more than that. It would take a year. I went to school. <laughs> least. Long time. I went to high school. One of the Central Park Five. I went to uh, Michael Briscoe, um, and Trump was taking out full page ads. Yeah. And I'm not talking about like his thirty dollars for the ad. I'm talking his ad in the New York yeah. Times costed one hundred twenty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars to take out an ad to demonize uh, five young black yeah. teenagers <laughs> who ended up didn't do it. And to this day, he still says, "Well, you know." They still sort of got the death penalty. Well, they got, yeah, he still writes it off as like, well, you know, the justice took care of it already. It's all done. That's what okay. What this tells me is the amount of fear that's happening in the country over this demographic change. Yeah. And, it's scary. And, and Obama was, how afraid they must be in order to be like, yeah, that's whole country, send them back. Like, well, you know, but America is browning because as, as young people like are being that. born, <laughs> you know, into Racial. America, they're doing like, you know, interracial relationships and the younger people mm-hmm. aren't so stuck on, well, I don't like that right. person because they blonde hair. Right. I don't like that person because right. they, you know, wear dreads. Mm-hmm. They more deal with the, the culture of the individual, just mm-hmm. the individual mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. This Regarding the color of their skin, some of their old grandparents and great grandparents are one to say no, keep it, you know, white only white me, yeah. white only black me, black. But the younger people don't look at it like right. that. You know, it's interesting. Um, I do like to say I think it's important for the media to, to, to say when he's right too. And it's interesting how in the end he was right about Puerto Rico, about the corruption in Puerto Rico. Um, you're talking about Puerto Rican people who generally don't march in the streets. Right, I don't know if you've been watching this. Yeah, but they had a hundred thousand people in the streets. And that didn't even look real. 
And it was so many people. But the things this dude did was just like, yeah. okay, so I don't know Luke Vernon, but at least he didn't like text his boys about how whack Hartford citizens were. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. oh, people are dying. And, and, I mean, this guy's making fun of dead people that yeah. died in Hurricane Sandy yeah. that destroyed his island. Remember he was throwing toilet tissue at them? Yeah, that was he was giving out. <laughs> and he was giving them something that he's going to throw toilet tissue at them. So Trump was like, you know, it's there's a lot of corruption here. And nobody <laughs> believed him because... When can you believe him, right? Yeah, well, he says so many different things. He would know. Turns out that this dude was corrupt as I don't know what, and the government in Puerto Rico is so corrupt that they can't even find a guy to lead. The guy that's leading now is like, I'm going to be here for two weeks, mm-hmm. you know, what have you. So at least, oh, you know. Okay, he was right on that. He was right on that. He lies about everything else, mm-hmm. but the media does have to play a, a special role because yeah, the, once media, again, the media should stand up for themselves. You don't ever let somebody silence you. Afraid or uh, not afraid, you you speak Absolutely. your word and wherever it, it lay it lays. If it hurt you, if it strike you the wrong way, you still said it and you're honest about it. You know, good, well, bad, or indifference. Media has to stay doing what it does. I feel like they're trying to take away the the power, the negativity. He is. He would love to. He is trying trying to to shut them down. He is trying to take away the the, the open voice of your right democracy of speech. Yeah, exactly. No, if Trump had it his way, he would shut down all radios (laughs) and have one radio, one station, and it'd be all about Trump. Right. Everything that he wanted to do. What do you think about the impeachment question? I listen. I think that the Democrats. <laughs> no, no. I think that the Democrats should do what they need to do. They know that it's going to be Nancy Pelosi opposition. seems so hesitant because you know what? They're trying to protect the office of the presidency. They realize that this man is a person in the office right, right now, right. so they don't want to set precedent. They want to be very careful and not set precedents against the office of the United States. But 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 who who who? What else do you do then? Let him keep on going and going. Well, I think that they think the election is going to take care of it. That he's not going to be the president after. I think there's more of this too. And then they will go ahead and you know he'll get arrested on several counts. <laughs> I think I think with the Republicans, there's actually fear that he'll go AWOL. I feel like if they came out and said, "Yo, we're going to control this guy. We're going to we're going to lock him up and we're going to put him in a corner." I feel that they'll be like, "Yo, we don't know what he's capable of doing." This dude, I would be scared this of dude it. could call Vladimir Putin and be like, yo, I'm telling you all the secrets. They're going to throw me out see, his, cousin. Lies the that's his cousin. But see, there, yeah. there lies the problem, and that's why it's a like dangerous he could blow relationship. Things up. Well, that that could happen too, but at the end of the day, that and there lies the problem because they conceded to him all this power, and now that he's using it, he's going overboard. Right. right. But I, even if he, they don't know but, how to but he, he can't blow in. anything up. You can be the president. No, but there's what, another, what I mean by that, oh, okay. What I mean by that is, like, he's the type of guy that if Lindsey Graham says, "Yo, we're not taking this crap anymore." He calls him up. He'd be like, look, man. Hit the button. Yeah, like, I'm, he's not going to start another one, layer. It's still he, another layer. Yeah, he, he's not, yeah he could he's not. He like, could he, not. He, yeah, he would do himself. things that most people wouldn't. He, he does things that all that that We know that. Don't. That's what makes him scary. He would call Vladimir Putin and be like, yeah, this is where our weapons That's are. You know what I'm saying? Like, I bet you that after his presidency is over, he'll get that tower in Moscow. How about this? It's already still going. It's still being built. I bet you he'll get that. I bet you that's what they talk about now. He talks to Putin and... The press asked him what they talk about. He's like, none of your business. Yeah. None of your business. <laughs> yeah. And then the Putin's Pru- press prints it. Oh, we talked about this, and that's how our press gets it. Yep, yep, exactly. Yep. When he invited these uh, two uh, Russian diplomats to yep. in, into the White House, mm-hmm. he didn't allow our press in. Exactly. The Russian press was allowed in. Exactly. Now, how that can be seen as patriotic. He's not. not he's not. He's he not hasn't patriotic. changed. He's, he not. wants America to be a. De- he doesn't want it to be a democracy. Right. He wanted you to know, be a control. He wants it to be like a monarchy yeah. where he has absolute autocratic control of the country. You know what I feel. And like he's his- narcissistic. He likes to see himself talked about. If like they say back in entertainment business, whether you're talking good about me or bad about me, as long as I stay in the press. I right. saw um, one of his rallies, and this uh, these these supporters were wearing T-shirts that said, "I'd rather be a Russian than a Democrat." Ooh. Right now, check this out. But they could only wear that in America because if they was in right. Russia, right, 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 they couldn't right. say yeah, I yeah. rather be. Right. I feel like um, almost like if you have a home, right, and then you have a bunch of kids taking over, and you're like, oh, you know what? I'll just go get another house and leave you out of the house. I feel like that's what his supporters are doing. They're like, well, we don't recognize America anymore. We don't recognize the direction it's going in anymore. So we'll just give it all up. Now, America don't know what direction America right. is going in, and that's anymore. what's scary. This man has torn us down in our very fabric. I believe when he's beat, and I do believe he will get beat in 2020. <laughs> I believe when he's beat, people are saying he won't leave the White House. They're going to have to put him up. They're going to have to put like him up. I would love to see that. No, not Condoleezza. What's the love of the uh, that they threw out? 
Oh, oh, um, yeah, I know <laughs> I you're talking about. The one name chick, uh, the black girl right here. Yes. Omarosa. Omarosa. Yeah, they, 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 they evicted her behind. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I think that he'll actually, bur- like, there's one thing I think he'll definitely do. What? I believe that on his last day, if he gets, uh, if he doesn't get reelected, he will pardon a bunch of people. Like, he'll pardon people that America hates. Mass murderers. On purpose. On purpose. <laughs> to be like, oh, I have that power. Why not? Yeah. He just tried to do that, yeah, like, yeah. a couple days ago. yeah. yeah. He just part of like a white supremacist or something like that. Like something just to let me piss everybody off. You know what I'm saying? I have this power. I, I have can do power, it. I'm going to use it. And so I believe he'll do stuff like that or he'll delay or Ever, he'll ever who his doctor was that cleared him to be oh, mentally stable. Yeah, he, he needs to get fired. He needs to go to jail. Because this man is not stable. Well, this also makes no is he healthy. It's not just him, though. <laughs> well, think about this. Um, I want, it makes me wonder how many white people in history... Uh, were propped up like Trump is, but now we hear about them as being great. Like, I wonder if Christopher Christopher Columbus was actually an idiot. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. how many people, look how they're propping him up. Literally, well, he got on stage with Vladimir Putin and said, oh, you know what? I believe you over my own people. I believe you. Our, yeah, our people don't yeah, know anything. He didn't do that. Kim Jong-un hey, is not going to blow us up. He said, um, Vladimir Putin said very strongly that he didn't do it, so he didn't do it, and I believe Yeah, and him. I believe him. Yeah, so this is what I'm saying. Tearing us down at our <laughs> like very straight, fabric. Straight treasonous stuff. Straight right? crazy. But <laughs> that's the thing is that he can get away with that kind of stuff because... Because he's a president. Well, he's also the response and to he, Obama, And right? his skin tone makes him be okay to do what right. he does. Because if they had been Obama did that, please. They would have had it, yeah. I mean, nor would he, wouldn't know I mean, yeah, his character, but... I don't think that he could have And we know that as people. We know that. Obama couldn't even gotten away with supporting legalized weed. <laughs> you know what? Because he, he wouldn't have wanted to be the first black yeah, president. Yeah, and, and they would have said, Yo, you know what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? No chicken wings. It was bad enough that he was cooking ribs in the back right. there. <laughs> he was too <laughs> careful. I mean, Frying that chicken up in there. If you remember, he fired people that. He yeah, dropped people what? like the Rodney. Well, he had to. Shelly Sherrod, remember? Yeah, but you know what? Yeah. He had to do what he had to that, do. But that speaks to, that speaks to his character, too, and also your professionalism. One yeah. of the things that you have to do is you got to protect your office. Absolutely. 100%. You know, and so in 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 line up what's going on with with Trump, you know, he's protecting his office, mm-hmm. and then the Congress and the Senate needs to do their part. And I don't know if you noticed, but no bills have been signed recently, mm-hmm. except uh, the nine eleven one that took a lot. But he's basically not working. We were supposed to have an infrastructure bill like earlier this year. No one even talks about that anymore. Every day is just all about tweet after tweet. And you want to talk about stuff that Obama couldn't get away with? We don't have a Secretary of Defense right now. There's like 19 mm-hmm. executive offices that are empty. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of acting th- positions. Right. They're in acting positions. You know why he does acting positions? Because he doesn't have to answer to Congress. He doesn't want to go through Congress. Right. So it's his way of getting around Congress. Right. If Obama had no Secretary of Defense, just that alone, the fact that we're, we're possibly going into a war with Iran, just the fact that he doesn't have a Secretary of Defense, be people would have been like, yo, get Obama out of here. He mm-hmm. doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's a different standard thing, right? There's different standards for... They'll, they'll accept anything from Trump. Wall, no wall, whatever. <laughs> they're afraid of him. When you got a lot of money in your, in your pockets run old and deep, they're afraid of this man. I don't think they're afraid of him. I think they're afraid of us. Mm, they always been afraid of us. They always been afraid of us, but... Lack of knowledge. Because otherwise, because think about this. Okay, a real white supremacist, mm-hmm. a real good white supremacist would have been like, I'm going to oppress Negroes this way, this way, this way, right? He's an idiot, so he can't even get that done. He says what he's going to do, and then the courts are like, no, you can't do that. Sorry. You can't just openly oppress people. Sorry. He think he can be you friends know? with Kanye and everything be okay. Right. <laughs> you know what? He's not an implementer. He's not someone that actually gets things done. He's not. You don't look at Trump and say, oh, he's supreme. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's yeah. nothing supreme about him. He's actually, you know, he's mocked. He's made fun of. But you know what it is? He's able to put on a performance mm-hmm. and say, I can say things to the to the Negroes that you can't. Mm-hmm. I'll say it for you. Mm-hmm. And it's an is emotional. It, well, people look at it as theater, but it, it's harmful because everything, okay. you know, yeah, everything, yeah. everything mm-hmm. that, okay. you know, yeah, everything that somebody does, you know, is connected to a life, living, breathing person. So you, you spit things out of your mouth that's harmful. Somebody's being harmed. You cut budget from you know agencies and organizations. Like Those CRT the, and Hartford. Oh, see now, yeah, <laughs> see, that, that right there. Abruptly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You you cut programs. 
you know, something, you know, like CRT, but you not only do you cut it, but you cut it abruptly. You don't give preparation time. And that's so I have no issue with the the, the city wants to say, well, you know, we decided to take our money and go a different way. Mm -hmm. Then that's okay. It's your money. You can take it and do that. But you don't need to trash or try to destroy an agency because you want to take your money away from that agency. Yeah. And you know, it's going to harm the mothers who are out there depending on that daycare so they can get the work. So they can't get the work. Unemployed yeah, teachers. So the, and, yeah, but if they can't get the work, then what are they going to do? Well, then well, we can't get welfare anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't get any kind of state assistance anymore. And if you even have four, four or five kids, they don't give you enough to live. You know, and I thank God that my children have me at home and able to provide food for them. Because if if I wasn't here, who would they turn to? The state of Connecticut does not even provide welfare for these kids. And now you're going to take away a daycare. Well, they do provide. Uh, they will give They'll give you some, but you can't. You can't get it. It ain't that easy to get in it. And it ain't worth it either <laughs> if you were on that sliding scale. If you want it, the truth, always listen to a single mother. I tell you, my yeah. mother was the same exact way. Yeah. I want to hit y'all with one more thing um, that I actually disagree with. I'm going to get your feedback on this. Michael Moore, he's a filmmaker, one of my mm-hmm. favorite documentarians. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that there's one person that could crush Trump. Well, he makes a point. He said we can't just beat Trump. We have to crush him. Because if it's close, he's going to deny the election was right and he's going to end up trying to stay in office. He says, everybody watching this right now now knows that there's a one beloved American that could crush Trump. And if she would go in there, she would do us a big favor. She could beat him. She'd beat him with, in the debates. He wouldn't be able to bully her. He wouldn't be able to nickname her. And she is beloved. Just go to C-SPAN and follow her book tour across the country. She's playing 15,000 um, seat arenas in the Midwest. They have to turn people away. She takes the stage and she's so powerful and so good. Just look and you think, of course, she could win. It's Michelle Obama. Uh, everyone, oh, no, you did Everyone's didn't. saying now, well, of course, she's not going to run. He told, uh, mm. he told Juan Williams this. I wouldn't. Have. Well, I, has anyone asked her? Has anyone asked her to run, he said? I think if she were asked, look, we're sorry about this. We have to come back to you. You have to go back to the White House. Your country needs you. If she were asked to serve, I believe she would serve, he says. I, I don't. I don't think so. I think she's done with it. Obviously, he's never talked to Michelle Obama. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Michelle uh, Obama didn't want Barack Obama to be right, office, right? right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't think. But so. do you think yeah, she would? No, I, I, I when, personally, yes. I personally don't. I don't think either. Because um, what I've learned through mm-hmm. my course in this um, political mm-hmm. career is mm-hmm. that people will support you for one thing, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they would support. Absolutely, you for good point. And then for president, nah, yeah, it, it better be a tough fight. Yeah. Um, I, I'm more with him. He said a few months ago that Oprah should run or Tom Hanks. No. But his point is that Republicans run popular people, Arnold Schwarzenegger, stuff like that, people that are already popular. Democrats choose somebody and try to make them more popular, like Hillary Clinton, for example. Um, someone who was obviously had a lot of bad... I, I was a Hillary Clinton fan, but... Apparently not but everybody was. No, I'm still, I'm still a Hillary this fan. Crap. I'm still a Hillary fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah apparently not everybody fan. was. Um, and his point is, you can't pick someone unpopular and make them popular. You have to pick someone already popular. And he's like, who wouldn't vote for Tom Hanks? And I do agree, maybe. So now we just need celebrities to be. <laughs> yeah, see, that's we just need celebrities. People that know nothing about politics, never nothing held office. Government. Everything they did is probably orchestrated <laughs> through a writer. Well, you know, we live in a reality show presidency, don't we? Man, we should be be trying to get away from that. We should be because this is crazy. I mean, but how do you? How do you? Take it, take it off the air. Take all this crazy uh, reality TV shows off the air. Stop uh, demonizing us young women as only nothing but booty shakers and hoes. (laughs) Take all that crap off TV. Put some real education stuff on there. On Saturdays, kids can't even get decent cartoons anymore without the the, the dog sniffing each other's butts kind of cartoon. <laughs> what happened to the Roll Raider? Roll Raider? What's that commercial? That Remember when I started introducing gay characters? That was funny. Yeah, that's not good though. Well, uh, one more thing. We always um, <sighs> black people always had these rumors in the in the back of their houses that Ronald Reagan was actually you know racist, and yeah. now it comes out. Oh yeah. They they've released tapes, um, newly unearthed tapes reveal Reagan, then governor of California. Described UN African delegates as monkeys. Reagan made his comments in a conversation with then President Richard Nixon. He was referring to uh, Tanzanian delegates at the UN who had just <laughs> sided against the US. Um, uh, and he said, To see those monkeys from those African countries, damn them, they're still uncomfortable wearing shoes. Mm. Nixon can be Jeez. heard laughing loudly after the comments. 
just want to say that his daughter was a nice woman. She's a Democrat. Yeah, right. Patty Davis just came mm-hmm. out and apologized for her father. She was crying and stuff, but, but is anybody era. really surprised? No, no, but that's the era that came from. Argo mentioned that's, that's, it earlier. That's the era. You know that's what? the era. Who wasn't prejudiced back then? Who wasn't prejudiced back then? But one of the things that we've got to stop doing is stop living in the past. Yeah. You know, let the past stay there. It's there for a reason. Yeah. We need to know that that happened. Yeah. But we can't keep going back, going back, going back, because that hinders us from going yeah. forward. That's right. And that's even... Right. um. The guy that was the, um, oh, God, Kevin, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. He, right. he was denied a big opportunity just because of something that he said. Yeah. It was well, like he said something that wasn't true. Right, right. I mean, you can't speak the truth. I don't <laughs> really think his comments were that bad. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. But the bigger you are, the more yeah, so it's just more of a ripple your comments yeah, so, make. Absolutely. We're going to have to close. The bishop's giving me the eye. Uh, don't want to say The evil eye. Shut down. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for being here. Um, Gail, as usual. Yes, thank you. Yes. Arjo, please uh, continue representing us. Very proud thank of you. Thank you, thank you. Miss Araba Bolton, you don't have a mic right now, but thank you for being here with yes. us. Bolton Financial people, we will be playing that commercial at the next show. Um, Bolton next Financial, week. okay. Uh, thank you for being with the Jamal Show. Uh, I want the bishop to take us out. I want to thank everyone for being here. This is 97.5 FM. The power. Be with us, I believe, in two weeks. We might take a break next week. So in two weeks, we should be back. Yeah, I will, I'm going to take a break on my birthday, August 24th. So I will not be I'll here. Be, I'll probably be with you. Thank you very much for listening. Okay, well, hey, holla. Morning, Have Mary. Day, y'all. God bless. God bless. This is the Jamal Show. Down in. Jamal C. Wright. Jamal. Jamal C. Wright. This is the Jamal Show. This is the Jamal Show. Jamal. Jamal. This is the Jamal Show. Jamal. Jamal C. Wright. Jamal. This is the Jamal Show. This is the Jamal Show. Jamal. Jamal C. Wright. Jamal. Jamal C. Wright. This is the Jamal Show. This is the Jamal Show. This is the Jamal Show. You're, you're listening. You're listening.